Hi, and welcome to Let's Talk About Ghosts, where you got it, we're going to talk about ghosts. Might even talk about the odd other kind of paranormal thing, but mostly we like ghosts, spirits, and that sort of stuff. My name is Jen, and I am a paranormal investigator, and my co-host is Bruce, who is also a paranormal investigator. We've both been doing this for a really long time, but we thought we would share with you first how we um, developed our interest in the paranormal. Bruce. Yes, I'm Bruce, and I've been doing this for a long time. And? And <laughs> watching all these shows about ghosts, and I, I see the flaws and mistakes that people make, no fault of their own, but just the way I would approach it is different from them. Mm -hmm. But you have a history of ghosts yourself. Yes. Do you I, remember the very first thing that you remember about Well, hauntings. there was a couple of things, but I used to be in a relationship and, and we lived in a haunted basement suite and and uh, we were wrestling one time and on the bed and of course you were <laughs> on the bed on the bed wrestling wrestling mm -hmm. really and um, she screamed and all of a sudden just the arm came down with a big hairy hand ew thumped the bed and rocked it. We both looked at, down at it, and we both seen it appear and disappear. So a hand hit the bed hard. Hard enough to shake it. That's pretty hard. <laughs> that is. And is this the only time this has ever happened in that house? Yes. Because okay. I asked the, the, the people who were above me, and the, their house, and she goes, you're, you're kidding. So I, I just let it go from there. Did you have any other experiences in that house? Oh, yeah. Okay. The, the pipes rattled. But that could be plumbing. Yes, but we did those experiments where you put a ace of clubs or spades or something. I forget which one it was on the table, under a glass, face down on the table. Mm -hmm. In the morning, I got up, and it was face up, under the glass. Interesting. Now, was the glass, like, like you know how people... Tipped, tipped it up, so you could, you just put it over the face of okay. the, the card, and, and they say, if that happens, you got a ghost. Well, okay. And we had a ghost. You had a ghost. Yes. Okay. Anything else happened at that house that you can recall or no? No. Okay. And you had one more story that you told me about once a, a while back, which kind of creeped me out a little bit, when you were on the bus. <sighs> yes. I was on the bus. Well, to lead up to it, I was a cancer survivor. And I used to have a cross that I wore every day, and 
I was going on the bus, and a gentleman sat down across from me. And you know when a person approaches you and sits next to you in your space, you got to get a feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, I got this feeling because I was reading a paper, and my eyes came over the paper, and I looked into his dark dark, almost black eyes. They were dark. And uh, and he says, hi. And I said, hi, back. And we started, you know, a simple conversation. And and he was dressed in, in not bus clothes, not business clothes. He looked put together. And, and uh, like, the hair was perfect and stuff. And his smile... Is very inviting, but his eyes creep me out. We're talking, and and he, I have my cross under my shirt, and you know. So he, he couldn't have known what it he was. He couldn't have known that I had a cross on. Okay. And he took his nail and he fished out my cross. You mean he reached across? He reached across and fished out my thing That's so fast creepy yeah and and he goes you know these things he he doesn't care about you and i i said well i was a cancer survivor you know i had 400 nuns praying for me every day i have a little faith and i said not a little faith i have a lot of faith and he goes well you know i i hate to say you but he doesn't care about you. I said, well, he cares enough about me to let me live. And I'm thankful for that. And he smiled, the big smile, perfect white teeth. And it was my stop. I rang the bell and I got up and I said, well, it was nice meeting you. And he goes, yeah, you too. We'll see each other again sometime. So, that was it. So why did you think that this was something odd? He's just talking to you. It's it's a feeling. It's a feeling that you get when you're in danger. You know, the flight or fight hit me so bad that it, like when I left the bus, I was trembling. You said there was something about his eyes. Oh, he's dark, 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 almost black eyes. Did he have any whites around his eyes? Well, yeah, he did, okay. but it's, you Just know, the eyes themselves. The, the eyes. The colored the, part. When he looked at you, you would swear he was looking through you. Like, you know, he knew the answers to the questions and, you know, it, it was just... It's wow, it was weird. And have you ever seen this person since? No. So why do you think he said he'd see you again? Maybe when it, my time comes. <laughs> You'll be watching for him? <laughs> He'll be watching for me. Huh? But I swear, if there was a devil, he was that. Hmm. He gave you those kind of creeps? Yes. And when you said he grabbed your chain with his nail, 
He had sharp nails. Like, like I felt like them. longer nails? Oh, yeah. Like long fingernails. Oh. Like manicured. <laughs> like the guy was put together. Hmm. And it was creepy. You don't see guys like that in the bus. No, but you see them on TV. Lucifer yes. Morningstar. Yeah, hmm. well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my story is nothing like that. And you've heard my story before. And I'm sure um, I've talked about this on other podcasts. So some of you out there listening may well have heard this story before. Um, but it, I call it my demon story. And it started when I was very young. I was probably three or four. Um, probably closer to four, I'm thinking. But I don't know. My mother and her friend were playing with the Ouija board one night. My father used to work out of town, so he wasn't there. At least I don't think. He wasn't home anyway. Um, at the time. So my mom and her friend playing with the Ouija board and she called me because she needed another pair of hands on the little planchette. I have an older sister. I don't know where she was. Uh, I just, this is just the part that I remember. So I put my little hand on the little planchette and I don't know what they were doing. You know, I'm doing literally, you know, I'm four. I don't care. So when they were finally finished playing with the Ouija board and let me go, uh, my evening went along as little kids do, you know, playing with toys or whatever. And then we went to bed. In the middle of the night, I had to get up to pee. So I went to the bathroom. Now, the way our house was designed was um, the back of the house were the two bedrooms, one on either side of like a tea hallway. And in the middle was the bathroom. Um, and the bathroom was, now this was very, you know, six, late 60s, early 70s house. So it had... Uh, it was a bungalow and I remember clearly the window, which was above the bathtub and it was like frosted on the bottom, clear on the top. Um, and, and that was okay because, you know, 15 feet up the ground, there's nobody that's tall enough to, you know, walk past and look at you while you're in the tub. The back of our bathroom door had a mirror, a full length mirror. And, um, if, it, if anybody's listening, you can hear my dog snoring in the background. We'll try to edit that out, but I don't know if that's going to be possible. He's kind of noisy. Uh, and so you, you'd walk through the door to the right of the, the door was the uh, sink. And of course, you know, there's that little thing above the mirror, you know, you know, those cupboards, the old fashioned kind of cabinets has a mirror inside and it's got the, that's what we had there, the medicine chest. And then to the left side of the room was the toilet. So, and the bathtub was right underneath the window, directly across from the door. So I go in, I close the door so I don't wake up anybody while I'm in there. Cause you know, I'm a little, um, sitting on the toilet, you know, doing my thing. And I looked into the mirror, which was on the back of the door. And I can see the window of, uh, of, you know, the, the window. So I can see the window. There's, you know, nothing under the frosted section. But on the clear section on top, there was something looking back at me. And of course, there shouldn't have been. But there was. And all I remember, it was dark. It was a dark figure. And I remember the scariest smile or grin. I don't know how you'd describe it. And red eyes. Like a smile, like... It was a scary smile. I I was terrified. Not because something was looking at me through. I mean, it could have been a person or whatever. That wouldn't have scared me as much as this. It was frightening. Um, 
so I, I never knew what, like, I don't know. I, I finished what I had to do. I don't even know if I wiped myself. <laughs> I ran back to my bedroom, pulled the covers up over my head, and I laid there shaking for I don't know how long. Because, you know, when you're four, blankets are magical. <laughs> I'm safe under there. You can't see me. <laughs> anyway, I stayed that way for a long time. Or at least it felt like a long time. Maybe it wasn't. I was four. It could have been three minutes for all I know. Anyway, when I pulled my blankets down, at the end of my bed sat this white, glowy, sort of humanoid figure. Now, I couldn't make out facial features. I couldn't make out body features or anything. But I did make out the fact that it put its index finger or a finger to its lips, went shh. And I remember feeling safe and not scared, and I went back to sleep. I truly, to this day, believe that was my guardian angel keeping me safe from whatever it was that was at that window. And that's the story that really sparked my paranormal journey as I, you know, I put that to the back of my mind for the longest time. And then coincidences kept happening, things kept happening in my life, which made me start to question what was it that I saw and what was at the end of my bed? So I am of the opinion now that whatever was in that window was a demon. And it was because I had been playing with the Ouija board. Now, I don't know if my mom shut that Ouija board down properly. Like, you have to make sure you close off that session properly. And if you don't, it opens the doors for lots of things. I don't know if she did or not. I do know that... Um, the next day I told, yeah, my guess my dad was home. I told my dad that something was looking at me through the window. Now they didn't believe me that I was, they thought I was having a dream or something, but he went out and humored me and he said, well, he'll look around. There was no marks underneath the window, no ladder marks because somebody would have had to have been on a ladder, no ladder marks, no footprints, nothing. My dad said, you know, are you sure you saw something? I know what I saw. Um, so my mom decided to get rid of the Ouija board because she kind of creeped out. She threw it in the trash and she watched the garbage men take it away. The next day it was back on the shelf in a closet where it was kept. That's the creepiest thing ever. Wow. Yeah. Um, I know you're not supposed to do this now, but at the time, I guess nobody knew, but she decided that the only way to get rid of it was to burn it. So they burned it into the burning barrel in the backyard. And uh, I, I just remember colors coming out of the burning barrel that shouldn't have been coming out of there. Just these bright, vivid colors. But they never came back after that. I will not have a Ouija board in my house to this day. I don't want anything like that. So that's our stories <laughs> about what got our interest going in, in the paranormal. Um, but as an adult, Bruce and I both lived in this small town in southern Alberta called High River, and we lived in a mobile home, which strangely enough was right across the street from a cemetery. Now, we didn't have any problems with our <laughs> neighbors across the street in the cemetery until we had this massive flood there in 2013. This flood decimated the town, and it just disturbed quite a few of the the graves. graves. I don't think anybody kind of floated to the top, but the headstones were, were damaged. The yeah. And after that, 
is when we started noticing things. Yes. <laughs> and never got a good night's sleep after that. I would see people in the backyard, and they were gone. I could hear them in my bed <laughs> next mm. to me and poking at me. Oh. Waking me up. Well, I never had anybody poking at me. But the the one, well, I should say, first of all, we never really acknowledged that there was anything there at first. Yeah. Because who wants to acknowledge that they live in a really scary haunted house? Nobody. So I used to work in an office building in town, and there was one day that I got home from work, and Bruce asked me, um, why I had why I'd come home earlier, and I didn't understand what he meant. Yes. You want to tell that part of your well, story? Well, yeah. I was in the shower, and uh, I heard the door open. To the bathroom? To the bathroom, because okay. I was in that bedroom. It was the laundry room and the bathroom. And we had a door between the master bedroom and the and, bathroom. Yeah. As well so as the one in the hallway. So I shut the one door so it would keep the heat in. Mm-hmm. And I heard the door open, and I, I seen a shadow about your height. Walk past the bathtub. Yeah. Okay. And tap at the shower curtain. <laughs> so I figured it was you. And I said, hi. And I said, I'll be out soon. So I finished showering and got dressed and walked around the uh, the trailer and, and you were home. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I had a very similar experience, I don't know, maybe a week or so later. Same thing, you weren't in the house. I don't know where you were, if you were outside or gone for a walk or something. And I was in the shower and I saw a shadow walk past the tub. And again, I thought it was you, so I never said anything. But then later on, um, and that was all. It, it was no tapping of the curtain or anything. I just somebody walked past um walk past like on the way through one door out the other one because there was two doors I think it was later that day I asked where you were or what happened and that's when you said that you weren't there and then you told me about your story and we discovered that we are um, sharing our space apparently (laughs) (laughs) with some spirits and from then on it just took on a life of its own I remember waking up in the middle of the night I guess it wasn't, I don't know if it was the middle of the night. I remember waking up, you were watching television at the front of the trailer in the living room. And I guess I'd been working nights or something. Anyway, I woke up. It was because something was right at my ear. And it woke me up enough that I stood straight up in bed. But I just, it was like this old, I don't know, farmer's voice or something going, Ooh-wee, what's here? And I'll never forget that sound. And I sat straight up. I went turning towards where the sound was. And I hit my nose on the wall because I was so close to the wall. So nothing could have been there. (laughs) (laughs) That scared the hell out of me. And then after that, we started smelling cigarette smoke. We neither of us smoke. Um, Every cupboard door was open. (laughs) Yeah, you in the kitchen cupboards. I never had trouble with that. But I would smell my brother, who had recently passed away, his god-awful cologne. Every once in a while, I would smell that. So we started 
well, I don't know about you, but I started setting ground rules. <laughs> and one of the first things I said, because it creeped me out knowing that something had walked past while I was naked in the shower. And if that was my brother, that was very inappropriate. So I set some rules saying, if I'm in the shower, if I'm in the bathroom, you are not allowed to come in. And, you know, after that, I never had anybody come into the bathroom. Yeah, but I, I said something similar and it got worse. So. <laughs> Apparently they have no respect for you. <laughs> but you had trouble with people talking a lot. You'd hear them talking all the time. All the time. I have to sleep with the TV on. I still have to sleep with the TV on because I hear stuff. And because you were sleeping with the TV on, you couldn't sleep in the master bedroom anymore because I can't sleep with the TV yes. on. So you'd have to sleep in the room right by the living room or the yeah. kitchen. Yeah. but Which was noisy. Yeah. But, it, you know. Yeah. If I don't, even this house, it's the same thing. Hmm. I see the, our dead neighbor every day in the summertime. And I'm starting to see him again. No, must be getting ready to warm up. Must be. <laughs> anyway, those are just some of the stories of things that we personally have experienced. So that's to just introduce us. Um, some of the things that we're going to be doing on this podcast, we'll be talking about some of the paranormal programs we watch. We'll share ghost, other ghost stories, experiences we've had. Um, but this is just a nice way to, to get to know us and um, hopefully get to know you. If you've got any thoughts or questions, um, please feel free to drop us a message on our Twitter account or in the, the box below, there's a little message box that you can send us a message. Yeah, and if you have troubled ghosts and if you're not out of Canada or too far east, give us a call. Yeah. Send, send us a message. If we can't do help you, we can hook you up with somebody who can. Because yes. we've got a great network of other paranormal investigators that we can help yes. you with. Anyway, that's good enough for today. We shall talk to you soon. And um, next up, I think we're going to discuss a new uh, podcast or new show that we just discovered on YouTube. Until then, happy haunting. Bye now. Bye.